0: Beats on the chat We want to present these buffs to our governor Big Grinch Throw the buffs on her face Cause that's Big Grinch We ain't even about to stretch We got Big Grinch You can find her in the press Under Big Grinch Fresh in a new dress Yeah that's Big Grinch. Grinch Throw the buffs on her face Cause that's Big Grinch we ain't even about to stretch. We got Big Gretch. You home. can find her in the press. Under Big Gretch. Fresh in a new dress. Yeah, that's Big Gretch. Big Gretch and this bitch playing no role. Excuse all old. the cussing, that's just how I get my flow on. For real? If you wanna leave the state, you can stay gone. But right now, Big Gretch said stay home. Your all that protesting was irrelevant. irrelevant. Big Gretch ain't trying to hear y'all or the president. How we gonna take orders from a non resident? Talking about it safe, but he ain't coming with the evidence. Uh-oh. Big Gretch got him shook now, when it's all over, you invited to the cookout When it's all over, you deserve to get took out Big Gretch with the buffs on on the lookout uh, And she doing it for Michigan, so when she hit the stand, everybody should be listening She on their pair of buffs with the ice and them glistening On behalf of the whole Detroit, Michigan Throw Her Buffs on Her Face Cuz That's Big Grits We aint even about to stress we Got Big At all. You can Find Her in The Press under Big Grits Fresh in a new Dress yeah that's Big Grits Throw Gritch. Her Buffs on Her Face Cuz That's Big Grits We aint even about to stress we Got Big At all. You can Find Her in The Press Under Big Grits Fresh in a new Dress yeah that's Big Grits big
1: yeah is that is that uh a real ad for her is that somebody somebody uh trolling or is it like a real promotion
2: <laughs> no no that was uh well yeah hey wait, wait. hold up well welcome to slow grift here we're hey. scott here we're, we're looking at gretchen whitmer governor of michigan here that was um that was rapper G-Mac cash <laughs> <laughs> and shout out. I don't know if he's listening, but young deals. I don't know if he wants me to use his name out here, but yeah, he reminded me of that big rift that she had there um, <laughs> where the, the buffs, I guess, very popular in Detroit. And like, you know, you got to go through a lot of criteria to be able to wear them. Um, reminds me of like back in the day, you couldn't go in certain parts of Detroit, you know, with certain shoes on you had to, you know, have the right shoes right side of town similar similar with this you gotta hit the criteria but yeah she was uh she she was gifted those buffs man young (laughs) gills is in the house here uh, (laughs) yeah so that's um that's the intro good tune good tune big big gretch here um (laughs) yeah she's uh she's she's something else man i couldn't find any there's nothing dirty about her. There's nothing There's nothing slip up. She's she's calm, collected, she's cool, smooth. Yeah, she's a cucumber out here.
1: Yeah, you know, I I have not heard much of her since 2020. Like she just kept it seems like she's playing by the books now like she's kept a low profile
2: oh yes she is
1: i just i i you know she was all all the rage when those the protesters came to the capitol early on in covid yeah uh you know but and then obviously that woman from michigan but i i haven't heard uh much from her being you know, yeah. being local anymore so that woman from there's
2: michigan. um there's a whole lot there um that i didn't really it, it was too much i mean i want to go to the whole backstory i mean most people know her from the trump feud you know i feel like that's how she got elevated mm-hmm. whether by design or or probably actually by her uh brilliant pr team i think um because she actually threw the first shot out she is also gave the state of the union response
1: oh that's right i forgot about that was that um
2: in 2020 in 2020 like, oh, okay for the coup. And I was going to clip that, but then what she did, she used it to just pivot and talk about her platform basically and the rhetoric and, you know, we got to tone down things, you know, to be heard and we're all in this together and a lot of like just talking points that um, I don't know if you caught the no agenda today, probably not because you're busy, but um, there was a letter letter writing from like a priest in pre-Nazi Germany who was jailed. And uh, he, he wrote a bunch of letters. And, and one of his letters was talking about stupidity and how intelligent people can be stupid. Typically, a lot are. Um, but one thing, you know, and I, I wish I would have caught this before, but it, it was saying how like the intelligent people that are stupid end up using a lot of like talking points and just repeating the same things over and over and that's that's a lot what i found with her but um let me let me give you a little bit more explanation behind that that uh matt cash deal um
3: Well, his rap tribute to Governor Gretchen Whitmer caught fire on social media over the weekend, and now Detroit rapper G. Matt Cash has a surprise for who he calls Big Gretch. Our Larry Spruill shows us it's a familiar item for many Detroiters, and it was the community that came together to
4: pay for it. It's just a staple for the city, a staple in Detroit. Daryl Hasty with Hutch's Jewelry in Southfield knows all about status. He sells what's easily known as one of the most expensive sunglasses, many call them Cartiers or Buffs. First off,
0: the price tag, they're easily 2-3,000. to $3,000. Actors,
4: <laughs> athletes, rappers, they all wear them. It's all a part of the Detroit culture.
0: Yeah, these are white Buffs, yep.
4: You've seen them in music videos, including the latest viral video from Detroit rapper G-Mac Cash called
0: yeah, Big Rich. Boss on our face, cause that's big Gretch. We ain't even about to stretch. we got big Gretch.
4: Gmat Cash made this video thanking Governor Gretchen Whi. Notice how this was back in the day, and they've got that coronavirus <laughs> hanging out in the light Oh yeah on how she's handling the coronavirus crisis, especially here in the city of Detroit.
0: Right now, Big Grit says stay home. The message behind it was basically the same message with the coronavirus song: stay home.
4: g says thousands of people here in Detroit agree and simply one... Message
1: won- was simple, man, stay home. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't look like you're home, bud.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hanging out on that huddle. 25K.
0: Yeah, just to home. tell
4: the governor, thank you for taking a stand. So they decided to show their appreciation in true Detroit fashion.
0: Big Grinch with the buffs on on the lookout. Uh. By raising money to get Governor Whitmer a pair of her own buffs. That initially came from the city. When the city grants you the buffs, they feel like you earned them, you deserve them. It's just my job as we like the voice of the city, the artists of the city to do a song about it.
4: In just hours, the money was raised and the glasses were designed.
0: This is the pair I was really picking out for
4: Gretchen just because it still has a conservative look to it. Nice white on the arms with a little bit of gray. You can really see that marble pattern. G-Max says this is how Detroit says thank you. When it's
0: all over, you invited to the cookout. For a job well done. (laughs) On behalf of the whole Detroit mission
4: i reached out to the governor's office she sent me this statement it says it is amazing to see Gmat cash and so many others step
2: who she's never heard of until that came out i'm quite sure guy's up
4: The guy's jumping on the wagon
2: yeah oh did she noticed that uh nice nice you know inlay of the, the statue there the spirit of detroit oh that's, that's a whole nother episode
1: yeah i, I don't know much about that either jeez man.
2: okay it's one of the largest iron statues in the world
4: This statement, it says it is amazing to see GMAT cash and so many others step up in incredible ways to bring our state together during this tough time. While I'm grateful for the gesture to don a pair of iconic buffs, I hope that the money raised will be put to better use to help spread positivity as our communities recover from this pandemic. If Michiganders continue to stay home and stay safe. We will hopefully be able to get together for the cookout soon. Reporting <laughs> in downtown what? Detroit, Larry Sproul, Local 4.
3: Okay, Larry, and GMAT she, uh, Cash tells Larry he will donate the money raised to the Detroit organization, New Era Detroit.
1: Quite a story. Uh, so oh. she, she rebuffed the buff, man.
5: <laughs> <What> the fuck?
2: <laughs> she totally rebuffed it. Panderer. She's just pandering. Yes, yeah, she's really been taking everything to spin her message. <laughs> yeah. Which, but.
1: I did, not, I did not hear about that. Was that was that guy getting some money through some back alley deals or something? Or was he just Who knows? voluntarily, you know, trying to, I mean, he got on the
6: news,
2: you know? Yeah, I mean, he's pretty popular, but like, okay. how do we ever find out, you know, like, who's in lockstep? But I, you know, what? With all the stuff, a lot of stuff that's going on. There's, there's so many. The, the lockstep is widespread, widespread. Mm-hmm. We'll figure out in a clip later on. But um, yeah, I was gonna turn now just back to the talking points. Um, this is a clip from her 2008 campaign interview, little like woman on the street type of deal. <laughs> um, just let me know if you want to stop it to comment, but it's just a lot of her. You'll see a lot of language and terminology that's she just keeps in her pocket all day long and uh i don't know i want to go down the mk ultra route a little bit <laughs> just she, she does have
1: the eyes man she, she has the eyes in the eyes a little just,
2: bit just the constant repetition mm. but um maybe maybe she is maybe she doesn't but we'll take a look at this
6: We're here today with Gretchen Whitmer, who is running for governor of Michigan. How are you today? I'm doing great, thank you. Can you tell me um, why?
2: First of all, I don't want to be a dick, but do you see those hands? Mm Mm-hmm. Just keep an eye on those hands.
3: (laughs) you decided to run? I love our state. I am proud to be a Michigander, but I look around at the Michigan in which my kids are growing up, the Michigan in which we all live, and it does not live up to the one that I think about when I talk about my Michigan pride. And I think we deserve better. We need clean drinking water, roads that keep us safe, and everyone deserves a path to a high-wage job.
2: And that body language, too. By the way, those aren't gigantic hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's
1: uh, she's combating the the small hands, Trump. Right? She's, she's got...
2: <laughs> the alternative to the tiny hands. <laughs> mammoth hands. But uh, Yeah, her body language is very uh, Obama-esque, very uh, Kamala Harris-esque, mm. very milieu, just like, uh, you know, the fist with the thumb, you know, not thumbs up, but thumb, like, right to the knuckle of your index finger. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Maybe. I'm not, I'm not. Well, let's sure. look at it. Yeah.
6: Tell me, um, why have you decided to run? I love our state.
3: I am proud to be a Michigander, but I look around at the Michigan in which my kids are growing up, the Michigan in which we all live, and it does not live up to the one that I think about. When
2: it's when she hits the talking points that she does it. Mm-hmm.
3: When I talk about my Michigan pride, and I think we deserve better. We need clean drinking water, roads that keep oh, us safe. Oh, yeah, that. And that everyone move. deserves a path yeah. to a high wage job.
6: Now, if you are elected, um, you mentioned some of those issues that you wanna tackle. How how briefly would you do that? Well,
3: I, you know, I served in the Michigan legislature. I was on the front line, whether it was on LGBT Ooh. issues or mm-hmm. education for our children, making sure that workers were respected and had the right to collectively bargain. These are fights that I was on the front line of. But here's what I know. <laughs> I'm done being the leader of the resistance. It is time for Ooh. us to start sendi- setting the agenda and we gotta do it together. It means pushing forward a bold plan that is surrounded about our kids instead of what's, what Betsy DeVos wants to see happen in education. Empowering workers to join our voices together and get a good wage and time off with our families. As the one person that has experience in state government, it's what sets me apart. We don't have
7: time Man,
1: to- uh, You're reading the script, lady. It's just oh. like you're... Th- this is like her cadence reminds me of somebody, somebody that's just prepared for their speech one-on-one class in college. Like, yeah, I am going to say it like this. Here's my next line. I will give a, it's just not, not organic. Like she needs some coaching on that. But there's nothing you know, this organic is early.
2: No. Yeah. In the, in the tens and 20 and thirties, 40, 50 clips that I looked through, there's nothing. I've never seen her laugh. Hmm. <laughs> And everything, every response to pretty much every question, she has. Even if it's on like a kind of like a low key, you know, comfortable style interview, like on an Instagram or something. There's no laughter. There's no. There's nothing other than prepared answers.
1: Mm, that is not- a, that is a Kamala Harris kind of vacancy going on there. Yeah, yeah. That um, she's a little bit more polished than. Kamala, that's not which is oh, the same literally that. nothing, but
2: Yeah, but it, it's true. No, she's polished more than I think anybody I've seen. Just just out of the fact that she never deviates.
3: It's pretty amazing. Mess around. The issues are too they are too urgent and they are too serious. I know how to build coalitions. I know how to use every lever of power in the executive office, and I am fearless about seeing it through.
2: You Can sure you tell do us now. a little bit
3: about your um, professional background? Sure. I, you know, I'm, as a lifelong Michigander, I, I've never considered living anywhere else. When I went to Michigan State University, my master plan at that time <laughs> was to be a sports broadcaster because I love football, I love sports, and there were no women on ESPN. But I did an internship at the Capitol, and I learned very quickly that policy, public policy, and public service was was going to be my calling. There was no question how important it was that our voices are being heard at the Capitol, and so everything changed for me then. I'm an attorney, I went to law school, and I practiced law for a couple of years, but I knew um, that, that how important it was that We have real fighters at the Capitol on behalf of us and our kids and our families. And so I ran for office. I served for six years in the Michigan House and then I served eight years in the Michigan Senate. Those last four years, I was elected to be the Senate Democratic leader by my colleagues in a sea of Republicans. They chose me to be the leader of the Democrats. I also was an Ingham County prosecutor. Hold on a
1: second. In a sea of Republicans, Mm -hmm. they chose me to be the leader of the Democrats. Am I missing something?
2: Yeah the uh, the House and Senate in Michigan's been uh, Republican for quite some time. Okay, but she was
1: she was chosen as a leader of the Senate or Senate Minority Leader or like?
2: Yeah, I think minority. She was minority leader in the Senate. And does that
1: she have to be approved by the Republicans? I don't think so. Yeah, because I mean, well, just the way that she f- framed it, it's like because there's so many Republicans around, it's it's amazing that I got elected to be Minority Leader. Like, wouldn't that have nothing to do with them?
2: If I'm, yeah, th- this is still little Gretch, though. Uh huh. Okay. She yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's still working on it, but yeah, I think that's how it goes. She, yeah, she spends time in the Senate and then. Once she was done, right before this, she took on like Ingham County prosecutor position, which is Lansing. Mm. Um, And then she ran. So it was like a little like entremant until she was, obviously she was going to run. I remember living in Lansing around 2000 to 2005. Mm. And I remember being with some friends. I mean, we were kind of semi-politically aware. You know, we were we were up watching them bowling for Columbine and um, what's that? Fahrenheit 9-11, you mm-hmm. know? We were hip on that shit. Um, and seeing her signs everywhere and then, like, seeing articles written. And it seemed like even then she was, like, groomed. And she was just running for, I think, the house at that time. Or even maybe some local, some Lansing position. But it was like, oh, this somebody got big plans for her. Just the way they wrote about her. Mm. You know, obviously, I don't have the news articles for it, but yeah, it was it was weird. And I, I didn't think about that until a friend of mine pointed that out a few years ago. And he's like, remember? Remember? She was like, yeah. I was like, oh yeah. Huh. But yeah, so she's been at, at work for a while with her rhetoric. Feel she was only a lawyer a couple years though, not many.
3: And I taught both at U of M and MSU, which tells you I can even straddle that divide.
6: Now, um, in this race, there are a few people running in the primary, um, and then the winner will face a Republican in November. Why should people pick you?
3: Well, I've been on the front line. I've got the receipts from having showed up to negotiate minimum wage and
2: front line again. Pan- yeah, man. <laughs> pandering to low wage workers. You yeah. know, pandering front line.
3: Having been the voice on behalf of kids who are being bullied in our schools. Telling my story as a sexual assault survivor when women's health was on the line. Negotiating.
1: Oh. Yeah. Telling your story? As a, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Uh, I guess uh, I don't know. It's kind of vague at this point, but
2: Yeah, she it was uh, it was this crazy uh, it was, in again, in the Senate. It was in, yeah, it was in the Senate. She got up to explain a no vote on a bill that would have allowed women to purchase abortion insurance hmm. rather than have it state-funded, I believe. Um, and then she used that to tell her rape survival story so it was probably pretty
1: impactful, good, uh, good, you know, rhetoric to convince yeah, even though I had emotional to appeal. appeal. Like,
2: yeah. I would have voted no and been like, well, what about, you know, what about minority minority groups and people that can't afford rape or, um, abortion insurance, you know, mm-hmm. what about that? You know? Cause I mean, for the upper class, it's a perfect idea. You know, you want to fuck all the time and, not have to deal with the consequences, you can afford it by the insurance. But, you know, it, it disregards a, a vast majority of the population that can't afford that kind of thing. Can barely afford abortions, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's not saying one way or a, the other on the issue. But interesting that you bring that up. I'm going to... Because she does like those kind of stories. And she kind of let it slip in her uh, state to the state. Um. And this is, again, I tried to clip some out of the state of the state, but it's just like lame jokes.
1: Is this this year?
2: No, it was when she, right after she won governorship. Mm. Yeah.
3: I recently met Steve Kiefer, who told me about his son, Mitchell, a 2016 graduate of Detroit Catholic Central, a member of the state championship.
2: And when she tells stories a lot. She's always mentioning Detroit, like she thinks she's from there or wishes she was from there. <laughs> it's funny. She just, you know, and we remember she walked, you know, down there with BLM. Oh sure, yeah. Everything was Detroit, Detroit, Detroit.
1: It's it's the base, isn't it? That's what she's playing to. Yeah, like, I think so. get out the boat anyway. Southeast right? Michigan, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. Hockey team mitchell was a freshman at michigan state when he was tragically killed by a distracted driver on i-96 the family formed the key by the way um, to gretchen
1: up- could really use some water let's get in my eyes. oh it's the, the stringy mouth with uh, this
2: asmr man that's healing style. I that, maybe it was ridiculous that whole speech and a lot of her speeches is, is like that and I, sometimes i wonder if she's high like if she can handle the weed really well (laughs) or she's just overworked and tired i don't know but yeah there's a lot of that like it doesn't doesn't help uh make your point nah it's distracting for the spit to form on the corner
3: on mitchell's legacy the family formed the Kiefer foundation to carry on mitchell's legacy and to end distracted driving and they're already making important progress. I gotta tell you, all the hearings I sat through as a legislator, there was nothing that amazed me more than parents that could channel the loss of their child into a crusade to protect other people's kids.
1: Hold on a second. You wanna uh, do that again? Can you pull that back? Yeah. How'd she say that? Yeah.
3: Already making important progress. I got to tell you, all the hearings I sat through as a legislator, there was nothing that amazed me more than parents that could channel the loss of their child into a crusade to protect other people's kids.
2: A crusade. A crusade. That's, yeah. That's, so, uh, channeling your tragedy like I, yeah. think, I believe she did in, because she never spoke up about her rape before that, before it was a mm. crusade, mm. you know, to supposedly protect. You know women's rights when they're talking about insurance for abortion which on on its head is stupid as fuck. you know what i mean yeah i
1: how much would that insurance be i mean i i don't an abortion isn't that much money is it i, I granted i don't know i this is you know i've never had to ask that question obviously but i don't yeah it's like who could who would think you know to like like I need, I really need that.
2: I guess it. You know? I guess. Well, depends on the term. Sure. I mean, a third term. I imagine that's pretty messy and probably expensive. But you know, I don't want to get into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, again, just just pandering to people's tragedy. You know, looking for looking for the uh, transformation of of pain into a political crusade
1: which, uh, you know, is a very common theme lately uh, in the last few years. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's, I don't know if this pattern has been going on um, since the dawn of time, really, but uh, it really has amped up (laughs) in terms of using tragedy to further a very specific uh, political goal, whatever it is.
2: Yeah. And I've only heard it. Um, and seen it, I guess, when I watch things, but heard it from from the left, Democratic side, mm-hmm. where a lot of them are like, imagine, you know, if they don't have a specific example to use, such as this case with the Kiefers, they'll they'll drum up like an imaginary scene and then ask you to visualize it. Close your eyes, you <laughs> say, <laughs> think about what I'm about to say. Just hear my words, and then they they narrate a story of tragedy mm. to then further the rhetoric of the agenda they're pushing, which is evil. I think that's, evil.
1: I, I would say so.
2: Wh- whoever's yeah. doing that. Um, it. Yeah, it,
1: it's not, uh, it, I mean, it's m- emotional manipulation on its obviously on its surface, but beyond that, it's, if you look at it from a, in bird's eye view you see how shameful it is to immediately use a tragedy for a very specific purpose instead of just like like you already you already know what you want to use this for and maybe everyone's guilty of that but yeah i notice it more um from the democrats generally I, yeah. it's a very useful tactic you know the republicans i feel like they used to use it more with terrorism and in terms of that emotional reaction
2: yeah, yeah. um yep
1: and now it's just a tactic probably because the neocons are part of the democratic party now where uh, they're just, a, you know,
2: yeah, uh, they have any
1: leaning hard into that uh, reactionary politics, which uh, works well to yeah. some extent.
2: It's very effective, very effective mm-hmm. with the, with the base, but it's so repelling to the other side because mm-hmm. the other side sees it, you know, loud and clear, which makes me wonder where we're going because, I mean if one side is just so influenced by and the same can be said on the other side, you know, like you know the, the like let's just take the the gun shootings lately like Republicans are so entrenched in the second amendment, which I I think they should be um you know in general, but they're not budging from that and they can't see any other any other point of view.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard yeah. because it's such an emotional I mean first off, yeah, it's a, it's a horrible tragedy and that spurs such an intense re- reaction on both sides of the issue. Um and I think what what can be frustrating is it's it's you know, I think the one side tends to have a a little bit more of a broader perspective on it and I'm referring to the uh, more second amendment crowd where it's like well you know i i that's terrible and i i can understand like like yeah this this person um should have been like he had he had warning signs from what I understand but um it's it's like yeah. you look at the bird's eye view of it you see that um hey maybe it's it's not worth giving up all of this to uh, the state who are the bigger mass murderers in, in the room, but you know, yeah. at the same time, the emotional side of, of children dying and what to do about It's such a, it's such a triggering aspect of like, uh, it just sends people into this state where it's, you can't have that discussion. Like there's no room for it.
2: Yeah yeah you really can't go there in a lot in a lot of different ways too mm-hmm. um, I, was, I was hearing this story today about like you know like there was a a kill, dee, kill deer is that a bird the ones that like fake their wings are broken mm. they lay eggs in like weirdest spots so this egg was laid in you know the driveway and her kids were like watching it and seeing if it hatched or not and then a cousin came over and brought out the eggshell and it said it hatched it hatched and then they found it and it was all the yolk was all over you know so obviously the kid crushed it or broke it mm. but she was relating that to um like a very liberal family member of hers and the guy was like he's like well it's not like it wasn't a bird or it's not like it was a bird so what do you, <laughs> you know what are you worried about she's like Really, it's so we're defining life, like, <laughs> yeah. and then he's like, "Oh, you're gonna take it there," and it's like that—that's so convoluted because him saying it's not like it was a bird is actually taking it. No,
1: he, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's he's doing it, taking it there, and then reversing responding, it, responding. Yeah, and. It's like, why well, didn't take it there? Why are you saying that? It's like, well, didn't you just say that? And then it's yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's horrible do. for people that like don't. They're not malicious in their way, or they're even in their politics. They're not like you know, s- small gains, you know, I- I gotcha type of people in their politics. You know, they don't see that coming, so responding to that isn't even isn't even possible for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, in a in a way. But yeah, we got—we kind of got off track on that. Yeah, but, Yeah, but uh, let's 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 get back to her pandering again and her love of Detroit or wishing she she uh, lived there or was from there. Um, Slow do. Hey,
7: sorry, I got a camera. That's That's <laughs> Yeah, I need
0: four conies with everything, two loose burgers. No, one loose burger. There you go. Okay. Obviously, right, well,
2: after the BLM riot. Out.
0: Number one is the least um, COVID nineteen uh, predictable.
7: Well,
2: okay. just for context, this guy's mask was <laughs> off his face. <laughs> Gotta love it, Prior and everybody behind there was some footage i cut out before but all the workers had their mask down on their chin and everything um and then they came in for this shot this just happened to be a raw footage and they all have them up <laughs> they must have said something
7: thanks thank for wearing the mask, mask. Yeah, the guy behind her's got it down to yeah. by his nose, too. <laughs> hey you doing, doing your part. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you doing? Can I talk to you? Sure. What's the occasion? Chelsea, are yep. we good? Yeah, you got Yeah, I'm doing some of these work with Whitmers I want
2: to get in. Some work with Whitmers.
1: Work? Oh, so it's all about the
2: people, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this
1: is around June 2020 isn't is isn't whitmer working with you this isn't your your gig like oh hey you want to come work with whitmer you mean like you mean like my job like you just showed up at yeah (laughs) that's a good
2: alliteration yeah pandering
7: i wanted to to get in and and, you know work alongside people that are are showing up and doing it safely so people know we're open for business you can come in and enjoy this Phenomenal food and do so safely.
0: Is there a light at the end of this song?
7: I think there is. You know, I mean, we can't let our guard down. It is no time to spike the football, but we have come a long way. We got more work to do. Man, you can really see
1: guard... the, uh, the like the condensation there building up on that. It's the droplets. Yeah, the drop. What water droplets! Look yeah. at it. You can see all the all that would have been in the air.
2: Maybe that's yeah. a little, a little no, squeegee it... for that. <laughs> maybe it's, that's what her tongue is for yeah but uh i think it's just to show off her fake teeth that's all yeah
1: yeah she needed that she
2: is the, the vanity
7: mm. up and do the right thing we're gonna get there what it's, so love about making love it's hard and it's hot <laughs> <laughs> you've never done a loose burger i've never done a loose burger i've come here since i was a little kid but I always ate the hot dogs, so I didn't. I never had a loose burger, so I just made that. And that was the arrival roofing here in that store. did yeah. you choose this one. This is where my dad brought me growing up, you know, and that's what I knew. We're going to go over and say hi after I'm done here. This is not a, about Was this in Detroit record. as well? Then I'm yes. guessing.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There Lafayette is. Coney.
7: Up, so this hurricane. Tell me about your campaign, again getting getting back out into the workplace. Yeah. So you know we're we're open. We had to be incremental as we did it, but as you can see, it's working. We're pushing our numbers down. We're saving lives, but so we want to make sure that we people know you can safely go into a business like this, grab a bite to eat, take it with you, or dine in. You know you can do it social distancing and be safe. And I mean onions or no onions? Uh, onions for sure, and and mustard. Thank you. Thank you Governor
2: it's just bad. She's just,
1: that mask really never took off. That was like a trial trial run, uh, kind of thing that I don't know if she, she
2: was wearing that a lot, but I I don't think so. I think, yeah, I think, I think this interview was probably planned. Totally. It looks like it's just random. Yeah. But, uh, Yeah, I think that the only reason was for this interview. I mean, unless I guess some deaf people. I mean, she she's so pandery. Like, Mm. she'll she'll wear it and then say, you know, we've got to look out for our deaf community and like all these things that everybody was talking about beforehand. You know, when they first started the mask thing, like, well, what about deaf people that work jobs? You
1: know, oh, I forgot about that. So yeah, that's why she was wearing that kind of mask.
2: Supposedly. I think just in case yeah. you got asked, I mean, she's, she's on the trend huh. on just about everything. And she got ridiculed hard for that. Um, that dress she wore, that, that purple dress, mm. in the previous clip. And then ever since then, I think her fashion's just been on an up and up. Huh. I mean, she's like one of the most fashionable people that come out of COVID-19, you know? And then, you know, she had all those subliminals in her, uh, in her Zoom videos, you know, you remember the uh, the eighty six Trump or eighty six forty five. And
1: <laughs> I don't remember that, but um... no,
2: oh, that was I should have played that one. Yeah, she had like a statue on there, and then there was like uh, there was like some cards or something there that just said eighty six and underneath forty five. And a lot of people said at first they were like the fact checkers were like, oh no, this is photoshopped in. And you know what eighty six means, right? Like
1: uh, kick out or...
2: Yeah, kick out, cancel, or kill.
1: Oh, yeah, right.
2: Yeah. Let's see, John. Oh, ah. uh, Young Deal says the mask was the state of Michigan outlined in all over print, but it looked like a guy. Yeah. Did that... <laughs> oh, is that because she was wearing it or... <laughs> it did kind of look like,
1: yeah, that's... uh
2: Right. You know, so nothing healthier than that. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she got that, that uh mass nice and greasy and
2: droplet y all
1: over. It's... Yeah, it's good
2: mm. pandemic food for those pre-existing mm. conditions.
1: Yeah, for sure. Get that uh, vitamin D in your cone, <laughs> glass, all right? right? Let's just <laughs> Hey yeah, we got our uh, we got our zinc uh, quercetin burger here. It's nice and uh, nice and juicy, keeps your viral uh, viral load down. Dang.
2: Like Quarse in a burger. <laughs> yeah. loose burger. Ooh. Yeah. Which now I want a loose burger. So I'm gonna oh, Yeah, off, off yeah, off yeah you tomorrow. Nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not going anywhere near laptop. <laughs> <to that. laughs>
1: hey man, you might you might want to.
2: So I promise this isn't all pandering clips of her, even though she does it a lot. I would like people to just see them. But um this is this is this clip coming up here is is where i thought she was kind of there's an element to her where i'm like okay she's not in control she's not really making decisions here um who is i don't know but um that you know there's the that whole uh, theory of the soro sisters maybe she's one of them you know who knows how to look into her finances i don't know well, her uh, dad is like a Big time insurance guy,
1: isn't he? Work for like Blue Cross or or
2: something like that. Yeah, he was CEO for CEO.
1: Yeah, so she's big time. She's been uh, probably, like you said, groomed in some capacity. If her dad has the connections, clearly,
2: then um, yeah, you know, he set her on a track. Yeah, it's and it's those kind of things too. That's like you know, I mean, horrible experience for her to go through being being raped you know but then like you look at the history and you look at the you know like circumstances surrounding a lot of people that supposedly go under you know mind control mkl trust mm. i forget what it was called before that something bird or something but mockingbird project month uh, uh, I mean, no, that's the that's the cia monarch you know? no I'll, I'll find it later okay. But yeah, it was something else was called. So it's it's like it, it it's always been going on for the past century, you know at least, you know. But it just makes you tend to wonder sometimes. Like was that like a, a like the trauma needed at the time? You know, I don't, you know, I don't want to put too much conjecture into it because it is awful experience. But mm-hmm. um, it's just it's just stuff like that. And this and this next clip makes me wonder like. You know, there's there's just movers and shakers all around, and they are also put in place to, um, you know, kind of guide, you know, guide some of these politicians. And this is uh, Terrell Jermaine Starr. I don't know much about him other than he works for The Root, which I just heard about when I was finding these clips. Um, and then subsequently... I've heard about the route now like three or four times. Yeah. It, it was on no
1: agenda recently. Cause I yeah. think the Amber heard averted verdict affects black women. Is that right? Something yep. like that. Yep. Strange yep. uh, correlation
2: there, but yeah. Yeah. That was the first thing I, I heard. And then I was listening to another podcast. that brought it up in a different context. Um, but this guy, he's been in Ukraine since like 2016, just chilling. I think drumming up the, the, the stories and the, pushing out the information uh, for the route. Um, huh. But he sat down with Whitmer. This was right before the 2020 election. Um, and he he's asking about, he asked her about a lot of police uh, <laughs> brutality, this and that, and then he asked about Trump. But it's when he asked about Trump that I'm like, ooh, she she wasn't right on the exact programming and and he made sure she got on.
0: Just a couple more questions so we know you have to run. I uh, wanted to ask you about your recent call with Trump and uh, other governors uh, where he basically reportedly pressured you all to take a more authoritarian approach to dealing with protesters. <laughs> and your quoted as oh, saying that the oh. call was deeply disturbing. I, as if they hadn't already.
1: <laughs> I mean, I it's, yeah, because I was like authoritarian approach. Oh, to COVID? No, Oh no, 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 to the protesters. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Uh, we we only save that for virus stuff. We don't save that for. Uh, yeah. It's just funny to bring that up.
2: Yeah, very much. Very steered. He's uh-huh. very. He's, uh-huh. he's driving this car.
1: Yeah. Look at that t-shirt too. He's got all the message, like the, he's got the messaging
2: on. Oh yeah. He talked about that too. I looked up a couple of clips, see if they're worth clipping, but he, yeah, he talks about every time he goes on, he, he makes sure his, uh, his swag mm. is very, uh, messaging material. Very intentional. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so uh, do you believe that his words are encouraging people in your state to suppress free speech and threaten the lives of, of activists, particularly minorities, who are calling for an end to police brutality?
3: I do. I do. And you know what? Words matter. Um, and when someone with the biggest megaphone on the planet said something, there is a contingent in our nation and around the world that listens and that um, takes action. When he uh, had that
1: listens
2: and takes action and she said words matter
1: yeah i know the matter it's yeah i I, I can already i'm going to predict this right now the next thing she says very fine people
3: (laughs) called with the governors then went into the rose garden and said he stands with peaceful protesters and while on the split screen you could see them turning police forces and and
2: yeah you you don't give her enough credit man. yeah she was okay not not like joe give her credit He's not going to slip up anytime soon, mm-hmm. but there's those eyes, <laughs> you know? shooting so by, rubber by bullets, bullets and, and can, you <laughs> yeah, know gas
3: canisters at um, peaceful protesters. You know that this is a a moment in our country where we have to act.
2: Well, as those cities were burning, she's calling that peaceful protesting. Yeah, protesters, that you know? that term uh,
1: didn't that term just kind of fade away a little bit? Um,
2: it's just, yeah. Honest. I mean, it doesn't matter. It faded away once once they realized they had a a, a significant amount of people that just believed it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I would say like, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't at these protests, but you know, there's definitely anger involved. But like, yeah, it's it's not all the protesters. It's not even close to being ninety, you know, ten percent of them being violent. You know I think it's much less than that, but it's still it's it's the violence that's supported afterwards, I think that I have the biggest problem with Yeah. It's it, it, yeah.
1: It, yeah, it's like not all what a Chris Cuomo say, like where does it ha- say that protest has to be peaceful? Like wait, right. did you wait, hold on, didn't you just say that it was mostly peaceful? Like so how do you have it both ways? And that whole that whole thing where it's I mean we don't have to dive fully into that, but right. Um, you know, just the, the, the double think and the playing both sides, um, you know, that, oh, it's not happening or it's agitators or it's justified because this is a response. It's like it was either, you know, pick one or the other, but it was never, uh never any sense of like, yeah, that got, you know, that's too far. Um And I don't, I don't condone that, but I still believe that this movement is valid, which I think it's probably the, you know, if you're not a part of that, you're not, it's not like you're responsible. Like we've all probably been at things or parties or, you know, where some guy does something and it's like, Oh, now everyone could get in trouble for that. Um, Right. But you don't, my, my issue with that is like, you don't just then feel the need to like defend that guy because it's like, just because he was a part of your group. It's like, no, you, you have to hold everyone accountable. If, and if you want to rise above, you
2: know, love Trump's hate, you got to not, um, commit
1: acts of violence in the name of good
2: things. Yeah. But then if we're transforming, uh, personal suffering into crusades, Mm. makes it much easier to just go with the flow, continue to move forward and have no reflection whatsoever on the actions that are taking place, you know, in in real time. Cause I mean, not nothing since, since, and maybe since way before this, but distinctly, 2020 coronavirus, everything that's happened since then has been bam, 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 and nothing has been analyzed. And you have mm-hmm. a bunch of people and the legislatures, too, going back and trying to look at it, pick up the pieces, analyze it, and they're being called conspiracy theorists or, or MAGA or, you know, now that Q's out of the picture, it's, it's, it's ultra MAGA, you know that that's just the, the the defamation that they get, you know, but literally none of us have been allowed to process anything. right?
1: Yeah. I I think, I think they're speeding it up because there are enough people who are starting to be like, Hey, hold on a second. What? I think it it perfectly timed from the Canadian trucker to Ukraine, to all those things to where, you know, where you, you know, where we like to reflect on this stuff and, you know, we do the show as a, as a part of that and it's yeah uh you know even for us it's still like holy shit like you reflect on like what just happened in the last year like january 6 from that point to now where right. even for people who were all in on that narrative and still are it doesn't it, it's it's lost its impact i guess they're trying to do something this weekend um, as part of the hearing or whatever but you know it's just that, yeah. <clears throat> there's just one uh yeah one trauma after the next and I think it's losing steam Um except for the people who are just spellbound and like I mean I, I feel honestly bad for people who are just like bouncing from one trauma to the next without providing any context for themselves about how one thing relates to the other yeah. uh, and it's all dis disparate disconnected parts of a picture that they are not even trying to see and you're just left with your head spinning and you it's it's so uh, you know the the momentum in this moment when gretchen is talking to this guy and you're you're like that issue of peaceful you know like protests you know the police issue And then it was it was literally I mean, people were giving the movement um, or parts of the organization shit for like just being an arm of the Democratic Party. And then it kind of it's hard to not see it as that, because what happened? Like Trump got out and then it was like, yeah, well, we don't care now. And like, right, nothing just like silence. I mean, (laughs) silence is violence after all. Um, But they like the organization is basically been revealed as a fraud uh, i'm not saying that re- is reflects on the entire movement if anyone that was like behind it but like the organization itself has and there's crickets and i i don't th- and to me it's like dude um not saying you can't have your this perspective but like i don't care what the issue is you you want to hold people accountable in like Gretchen, Biden, any of these people that use you, you claim like once we get this party out, it's gonna it's gonna change things, but right that that has not panned out.
2: No, no,
1: nothing's changed,
2: it's gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I met my first uh Biden regret. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was yeah, just undeniable.
1: Who so, oh. they admitted it?
2: Yeah, it wasn't a, an admission, it was just like you know. I think we were talking and and like one of the kids said, why, why is the price of everything so high? And the kid was like, it's Biden, you know? And it's just like, there's just no, I mean, I don't think that's the exact reason, but like, I mean, it's a, it's a healthy, healthy part of the reason. (laughs) Shutting down all your infrastructure for, you know, energy that you have already uh, infrastructure for, you know,
1: yeah and then sh- sanctioning a, like one of the biggest producers in the world and causing Europe to yeah c- come to us and we're not even producing more I mean it's just yeah and the mandates everything it's and
2: again to the disconnected
1: people it's like
2: oh I don't know. Is The unemployment rate's good. <laughs> I know. I know because they dropped the mandates. And it's hard for even to be connected and remember that, you know, a year ago or even a little bit longer that there, there was millions of people with their jobs on the line, you know, probably not making a shit ton of money, mm-hmm. but like wondering about, you know, mandates and if they have to lose their job because of their choices they want to make. And want to make is the you know operating term there, want you know, freedom of that choice. But we forget all that, you know. It's it's because of all these things. And these um, school shootings lately or just mass shootings are not just school shootings. I don't even know what was going on before that started, to be honest. You know, since the one in Texas, there's been, you know, then they came out with that one like three day three three in one day whatever mm. that.
1: Was that the was Sacramento or I don't even remember? You
2: know, it's just three in one day is all I care. I don't even. Yeah. I haven't watched any news like in weeks, weeks. But um, yeah, it was like three in one day, and then there was another one, and then another one, and the latest one was last Friday in Wisconsin, and apparently he had a a hit list, and Whitmer was on the hit list. Oh
1: sure, yeah. Oh, she's. Oh, she's
2: I did catch that headline. Uh, did you?
1: Yeah, yeah I didn't. I didn't dive into it.
2: Yeah, yeah. So let's uh let's see if you can catch this moment here, where where her programming kicks in, or he kicks it in for her.
3: That this is a a moment in our country where we have.
2: So she's just hitting, talking point after talking point after mm-hmm. talking point. None of them are related, but she can word them in a way that it just sounds like a full, complete idea. <laughs> and i think that's where a lot of people you know just it goes right over their head
3: a a moment he looks down at a there <laughs> where we have a moral obligation to hold people accountable and when he said to the nation's governors you have to dominate people or you're going to look like a bunch of jerks that was the language he was using with with the nation's governors it was um it was deep
2: so she's hung up on the domination Ooh. A man over a woman, I think because of her past trauma, mm. where he wanted her to go in a totally different direction. And she was hung up on that and kept going. And I think that's when he looked down. Oh, Probably got some notes, you're right.
3: Like a bunch of jerks. That was the language he was using with, with the nation's governors. It was um, It was deeply disturbing. And it was precisely the kind of language we heard in the Rose Garden. And that's why I thought it was important to speak out about it. I don't usually talk about what happens on those calls, but this one was so incredibly um, disturbing way. that I thought it was important for people to know. that you. And it's feeding into the hate. <laughs> it's feeding into the hateful actions of of. Let The, her finish, against dude. <laughs> the majority who stands with people in the righteous demonstration.
0: Would you consider it racist?
3: Uh, yes, because it it, it absolutely <laughs> had racist consequences. Was it intended to be? I'm not gonna I can't get what
2: consequences exactly were racist that it had. Uh did other governors dominate minorities?
1: Yeah, I mean
2: Do you remember any governors coming out and like
1: no? Well it was mostly happening in it was mostly happening in blue areas, so uh true, true. In terms of a red state governor that pushed back, I, I, you know, I, I can't think of it offhand, which you think I would be able to. Um, she said she said it clearly
2: had racist consequences. The police took it to heart. I don't know. Yeah,
3: it's feeding into the hate. It's feeding into the hateful actions of, of a few against the majority who stands with people with in the righteous demonstration.
4: Righteous. Would you consider it racist?
3: Yes, because it, it it absolutely had racist consequences. Was it intended to be? I am not gonna. I can't get into walk the mind. <laughs> yeah, the walk mind who Said these words, but the actions
1: uh, it, were very clear. It. What, what, that, that, hold on. Uh, <laughs> that w- that was very unclear, Gretch. That yeah. was like, yes, it was racist. I'm not gonna say it was, but because I can't interpret that. Lick your lips, <laughs> Gretch. Oh boy um and that's just a clap. I, I mean joe biden does that all the time where yeah. it's just the same sentence he contradicts himself but
2: yeah that's um. crazy let's just hear it again would you
0: consider it racist
3: yes because it, it it absolutely had racist consequences was it intended to be i am not gonna i can't get into the mind of the man who who said these words but the actions were very clear
0: and would you? Accept that the, that VP? Was,
2: um, the actions were very
1: clear. The actions were very clear. Is it? Don't actions speak louder than words? Then how can you not? In <laughs> what are you interpreting then?
0: There's
2: uh-huh. uh, just no examples. Just no, no. Yeah, just, once again,
0: sorry again.
2: Sorry. once again. And then, then he asked her if she's going to run for VP.
0: Roll if uh, VP Joe, former VP Joe Biden, off the team.
2: Yeah, and that's... Yeah, so this guy, we need to we need to watch this guy. He's on. He's been in Ukraine. He just came back from Ukraine. Ooh. Told a bunch of stories. So he's he's read in. I think more than her, or maybe not. I'm not sure. all she wants to talk about is, well, she campaigned on fix the damn roads. Have they gotten fixed? <laughs> I don't know. I just got a flat tire on a pothole. Oh no. Yeah. yeah, and I know I'm not the only one. But, uh, yeah, all she wants to talk about is infrastructure. And still, and I think uh, a, a prediction came true is that because she was hoarding a lot of that uh, stimulus money or that COVID package, you know, the original ones, I think the CARES one, mm. a lot of that money wasn't being used for anything because, you know, she's a big Gret. She got it under control, and, you know, due to her executive orders and policy decision-making and her great team, you know, they, they brought the numbers down so they didn't really need the money, but they had the money. And I thought that maybe she might be fixing the roads with that. Um, come 2022 this year before her election. Um, but she does talk a lot about the roads and the bridges and bundling. I saw, I heard a lot of bundling talk. Bundling bridges, um, and So I'll play a clip from the bundling.
3: Andrew Jackson to open the East Washington Street Bridge over the Grand River, and uh, just a few months of construction, sixty days to be. Ex-
2: Can we take a moment and look at that necklace with the G, the huh. Freemason G,
7: Ooh.
2: and I the did. black and white? Okay. Yeah, jack oh it just means gretch though yeah no that's a big gretch i i love wearing
1: a necklace of my first letter of my name yeah
7: this critical
3: bridge linking east and west sides of jackson is open again so the investment here supported jobs it'll ensure that michiganers can safely get where they need to go and it's part of a larger m dot bridge bundling pilot program to fix bridges including nine
2: 19- bridge bundling pilot program
1: yeah you need some you need some more uh
2: marketing uh up for that maybe
3: 15 in 2022 alone we have not slowed down when it comes to rebuilding infrastructure and so to see projects getting done getting on, done on time on budget <laughs> This shows we are, we're rebuilding our state, we're moving fast, and I think as you compare Michigan to other states, we're going to be compared favorably for the first time in a long time. People are saying we are serious, we're moving fast, and we're fixing problems. Well, we have some one-time resources that are available. We uh, are one of the better managed states in the
2: nation. <laughs> okay, here's again what uh, you were talking about. Yeah, yeah the Fauci- Yeah, this symbolism too, yeah. Uh, but with all she's...
1: the lake, all the lakes. God, did you yeah. know she's a Michigander?
2: I don't know because she never... loves the state so much. Yeah, what is, is that a prerequisite for picking your politicians? Is how much they love the, their state. Have
1: you been to the Great Northern Michigan with the lighthouses and the
2: <laughs> Mackinac? Yeah, she talks about this, and and she doesn't say it out loud, but this is definitely the the one time money that she's talking about is the cares act.
3: We have some one-time resources that are available. We've uh, are one of the better managed states in the nation and we also have uh some Wait, one-time on. re-
1: <clears throat> That's that little off the cuff. We're one of the best managed states in the nation.
2: Yeah. For what? covet Oh. Uh what cases? I, th- it doesn't matter she's just saying it. it's got to be true it's Enough, putting yeah, the right his, uh, you know this she did so many pressers th- on this day with this pillow and it, it was amazing
1: <laughs> uh, she's got t fouch in the
2: background she's she's got the another again pandering just smiling Ugh. pandering to all the the lord fauci lovers
3: resources that have become available We also okay. have uh some one-time resources that have become
2: we have one-time resources. We're the one of the best managed states, and we also have one-time resources. Like, either she's tired of doing these, or
1: she does seem pretty tired in this
2: club. Yeah,
3: managed yeah. states in the nation, and we also have some one-time resources that have become available from the the federal dollars and from our our good management of resources. And so, bundling bridges,
2: like hoarding it all. Yeah
1: man that's a that's a uh joe bidenism there that's like rambling on and so the bundling of bridges and the we've managed we managed it well got money and also we've man it and the bun in the bridges uh you know the thing
3: and that means combining a lot of projects to get a better deal on them is one way that we can use one-time resources to um address some of the more acute issues that we're seeing in terms of our bridges and so when we were at that bridge you'll probably remember there was a resident who joined us and chatted with us and told us how this bridge being closed meant that ambulances had to drive i don't know 10 or 15 miles out of the way in order to help people that lived on the other side of the bridge and that's why I think this is something that, um, is, is so important. And I'm glad that we're able to include a project like that in our bridge bundling, um, program that, you know, if this budget gets adopted, we're going to fix that. And, and a number of other bridges across the state.
2: A lot of talk about bridges.
1: Yeah. And, and a lot of talk about bundles. Like what, what's the upset? Let's just go through, uh, bundles, a sizable sum of money, uh, yeah. Example will cost you a bundle. Here you uh, go. A person, something. a person embodying a specified quality or characteristics. Uh, she's a little bundle of energy. No. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, you know a group of things fastened together for convenient handling.
2: Yeah, and you uh, talked yeah. about her marketing being bad, you know. Yeah. So I have a little marketing tip for her
1: nelson's parties he makes you look at his baseball cards and tell him they're good they're not good i don't like him i'll bet nelson won't even
6: have gift bags unthinkable is that legal wait what if nobody goes he can't kill all of us he's right
2: (laughs) (laughs) can't kill us all
7: individually we are (laughs) <laughs> but as a bundle, we form a mighty faggot. Oh! <laughs> well said.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the, instead of the mighty Mac, it could have been a mighty faggot, especially around this time of year. Well, you know
1: cool. what else is a <clears throat> a bundle of sticks? Is the the fat? Was it the fasci? Yeah, the fasci. Oh, a dude. bundle. To bundle to get like what is it uh, to bundle together with yeah. you know, fascism anyway?
2: Yeah. No. Well, I thought that yeah, I thought that there was just well, like with the Fauci thing and the G on the necklace, there's a lot of hidden meanings to what's going on with the, with this with this person. Um, but, well, I just looked at here's a little clip about you know some symbology of, of bridges, and then we'll get to maybe what the bundling of faggots is all about. <laughs>
6: obvious thing to say about bridges, I think, is that they are symbolically similar to doors in a lot of ways, largely the idea of change and transition. A bridge takes you to a new place, just as opening a door and entering a new room does. And I think there's endless examples in myths, like with gates, of bridges marking some form of transition, such as um, Charon's bridge over the river Styx, I think it's Charon. This picture here looks like the afterlife to me, this secluded little island with an orange glow through silhouetted trees, um, an island that would normally be beyond us, only here's this bridge to carry you across. I also think Bifrost or Bifrost in the Norse myths, the rainbow bridge connecting earth or Midgard to Asgard, the home of the gods. This picture here reminds me of that, a stairway to heaven, um, I suppose just the idea there would be a physical bridge to connect earth to the gods implies our own connection to them and the possibility of spiritual enlightenment. Both of these are forms of change though, um, sometimes much simpler transitions across bridges, many to a better place, meaning a sense of progression in our lives such as a new job or a relationship or overcoming some specific difficulty, and many to a darker place.
2: Yeah. And I point that out because she specifically chose that bridge for her campaign mm. marketing. She loves the she loves building bridges, literally, and something. So yeah, so maybe maybe in fact Whitmer is, is being used as a bridge. Maybe she's the bridge to take us to a better place or a darker place. And uh who better to help her bundle, I think. And then I would say this man. I want to again
1: uh, thank everyone who has brought us to this point. Uh, and I want to thank the governor for encouraging me to come to this uh, beautiful conference. You won't have to tell me twice after seeing it for myself. Uh, with that, I have the honor of turning it over to Governor Whitmer. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Mr. Secretary.
2: Uh-huh. Awesome. <laughs> again, with the white and black symbolism. <laughs> And then the, the little rub, thanks, you're awesome. Thanks, Mr. Secretary. You're awesome. Thanks, Mr. Secretary. She, awesome. seems, uh, she seems a little high. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that fake, you're awesome. I know, I know some people like that.
1: Oh, there's that CIA uh, lady for the representative. What's her name? In that the back? Account? No, the to the left. It's like she was
2: actually in the, in oh. the CIA,
1: I think. Is it? Yeah, uh
2: who is no, like no, no. Yeah, I know who you're thinking of that That lady, is that her? <clears throat> I don't think so. You you're thinking of um starts with the S. Okay. Um you're thinking of uh that thing. I'm going to look it up now cuz Yeah, who who is that? I'm uh well I don't know who th- that is, but I think who you're thinking of um she is in the state, I think. Is she in the, the... Is she just in the state legislature slotkin you're thinking of L- slotkin
1: slotkin is that not slotkin
2: that's not slotkin oh you're right i don't know who that is
1: uh yeah it's somebody else
2: she might just be a witch she
1: certainly has got she's got a look to her that's for sure
2: yeah thank
3: you um uh, i'm so pleased that wow. secretary buddha could join us and, hold on hold, um, hold on
1: Let's pause it there yeah. can we go back like five seconds and just yeah. watch the lady to the left of pete <laughs> Just look at her mouth, man. She's
3: okay. Oh boy.
7: Thanks, Mr. Secretary. You're awesome.
3: Well, thank you. Um, I'm so pleased that Secretary Buttigieg could join us. And um, we delivered a beautiful Michigan (laughs) day. He'll
2: stand back. You're looking a little
1: too Yeah, your reptile's coming out there.
2: He's got the sunglasses on.
3: He'll come back because of it, I'm confident. Um, And he is a Michigander. By adoption, and just test him. Ask him to pronounce some of our our cities. He knows how to say Gaylord, not Gaylord.
1: <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> wow, you picked that uh, <laughs> that name
2: for dude. Pete. I no love believe? to do a super cut. Oh, her bad God. jokes.
1: <laughs> oh, was bad. that dude? Was that ribbon? like, or what? Like, was she trolling him to his face, or was that just like? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs>
2: Come on. well, <laughs> I failed to put it in, but I'll talk about it. and there was a clip <laughs> on why somebody should be a fag hag. and one of the reasons was it was this lady saying because I could say anything to them and they can say anything to me. And so I think maybe that was a case of like she can just say whatever it huh. doesn't matter. but yeah and 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 mayor Pete is not. A Michigander.
1: How do you divide
2: adoption?
1: How, like, isn't he he's from Michig- Indiana? Like,
2: so- he's also a Michigander because he owns property in Michigan. Oh, okay. That's why. That's why. Okay. Yeah. But uh, they were all up at uh, Mackinac, Mackinac Island, for this conference. They hmm. have it every year about this time. Again, the Detroit Chamber, I want to point out. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, why were they up there?
8: Hmm. well greetings again michigan is making history so we are thrilled to be here to announce an exciting initiative with the world economic forum michigan is a state that has made things work we have put the world on wheels for generations we've made life changing life-saving medicines and we've always been focused on solving problems in a creative way and today Again, Michigan takes center stage on the global stage. We're proud to welcome the World Economic Forum new center here to Michigan as a signal that our state continues to lead North America, and I would argue the world, into the next generation of high-tech manufacturing. Through the center, uh, the U.S. center and programs alike, our Industry 4.0 initiative with automation alley. Ooh, 4.0 because, you know, what is
1: it? The fourth industrial revolution, right? Exactly.
8: There you go. Center. We are strengthening our leadership in advanced manufacturing and entrepreneurship, not only today, but for generations to come. We're not only creating great jobs, we're creating great job markets.
2: Now, if you're you're in a coven, you have certain titles, right? You have uh, certain statures, right? You know, you you get get to be addressed in in certain ways, like, you know, Grand Master. You know, if you're a warlock, you, you know, all these things. So uh, just listen to how he passes it over to our our friend here.
8: We couldn't be more honored. And who, who
2: is this guy, by the way? Uh, he's facilitator. Let me to look it up real quick. Sure. Um, pull this video. I think uh, this should be another thing. Is he uh,
1: on staff uh, with the governor, or like?
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Part
2: of the fac- a facilitator? Or something? He's the facilitator. Um, hold on. If I get if I get blowback on this audio, I'm sorry. But yeah, didn't see that one coming at all. And I was actually glad that we we had this postponed. I couldn't do it last week because that just popped up on Thursday. And she actually gave the keynote uh, speech. So her and her and Pete both gave speeches at that conference. Mm. um Interestingly enough, Pete had a different one-on-one with this guy from WIV WI, WDIV, WDIV from Detroit, local four. But this this anchor guy is all over the place, and this will be a future thing if if we keep keep along state lines here. He's uh I forget his name he's got some goofy name but he's an interesting character the, uh he's like the news anchor mm. but he was um facilitating and he he did a one-on-one with with Pete and I um he's called Mackinac Mackinac
1: I like how he mentioned their uh we're, we're not only creating good jobs we're creating good job markets right. Like, are you talking about the human capital you're you're pawning off to the World Economic Forum over here? Like what? I I don't know, just to to create it's I guess it's a very vague term, but I kind of saw it as like, oh, it's a a market for jobs, as in like we're going to train our people to be real compliant for whatever it is that you guys are 4.0 and.
2: Well, in, in the spirit of the Grand Hotel and the racist past of that place where they bring in all these Jamaicans and, and just pay them like super shitty and give them shitty working conditions. And they've been under fire for that for quite a few years, mm. decades. Um, I believe that they just brought him in to introduce the governor, just brought in the black man, mm. you know, we're looking for him. Right. Yeah. The Nazis, they no. just brought him in. Look at this guy, dress him up. He's probably actually works at the Grand. I don't know. Because the moderator for this little event was Cynthia Hutchinson, who also works for the World Economic Forum and is the head of the U.S. Center for Advanced Manufacturing. Yeah, so we don't know who that guy is. But again, watch how he introduces the gov
8: we're creating great job markets. And we couldn't be more honored to partner with our corporate partners, the World Economic Development Forum, Automation Alley, and others. So thank you very much, and I'll turn it over to the Honorable Gretchen Whitmer, Governor of the State of Michigan.
1: Honorable. Honorable. Yeah. But definitely below the World Economic Forum in terms of this (laughs)
2: hierarchy. Right, exactly. Exactly.
1: They're every, I mean, it goes without saying. You yeah. know, Because I, I touched on that last episode where Jared Polis was a young global leader. Uh, I don't think Gretchen, Gretchen's not, right? She was. Oh. She, she, have we looked that
2: up? Pete is. Gretchen is not.
1: So oh, Pete, uh, Pete Buttigieg is? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think that's why he got all the airtime on the uh, one on ones after his keynote. Yeah. Um, she is not, which is why I think she's being used. Gretchen, if you're listening, you're being used as, as a bridge to this dystopian future that the World Economic Forum seems to be in love with for the next hundred years. Um. Yeah, we'll look at, a, let's take a, take a quick look at some of their sponsors, too. I'll, I'll play the sponsor 1st We'll be Pete's right before his speech and then Gretchen's. And it's not going to surprise you at all. And then I, then we can watch her one-on-one if you want it's like five minutes okay yeah, peak, at, peak at like 40 40 minutes so maybe that's something to look at oh okay i can share up to 10 at once okay hold on a second here good to
0: know <laughs> And gentlemen, this session is sponsored by Meta. Please welcome Pete Buttigieg, U.S. Secretary of Transportation.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this session is sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan.
1: Thanks, Dad.
2: <laughs> and this guy, this guy taught, he's he's the current CEO of Blue Cross Blue Shield, this is Daniel Ulob. Wait, Ulob.
1: she's doing an interview with him?
2: Yes right after her, her keynote speech, which was again, we can't, we can't get bogged down by her, her speeches, they're boring. Yeah. And there's nothing juicy in any of them. Um but yeah, he's interviewing her. I might want to say he's part of the bundle um crowd, but uh the mighty bundle. But yeah, this is uh this is hers. And I haven't watched this, so we'll see what's 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 shaken down.
5: And I looked at the pictures and I, I thought of your mom. Your mom was a, um, I don't know that very many people have met your mom, but she was a phenomenal lady. She was a great lady and her granddaughters have grown up just like her. And. You can see in your eyes how proud you are of them, and they're going to grow into great ladies, and it's pretty cool. And I've known them since they were babies, so uh, it's, it's just phenomenal. And when you talk about them and you, and you beam about it, it's great. And so good for you, and um, God bless your mom, and I like your dad, too. <laughs> <laughs> so... We got a couple uh, of questions. Um, that was a it's interesting. Intro. But we,
2: yeah, but we won't talk about who her dad is. Yeah,
5: you know? <laughs> yeah, Ever. right.
2: Yeah. Are you gonna give people the informed uh,
1: consent that your dad, I don't know, was CEO? Is that? Is that
2: I mean, it's well known, but still, you know, yeah. not everyone knows that, right?
5: But I, as I think about it,
2: but that perhaps that's the inside joke in, in a place like this, you know. Mm-hmm. We yeah, talked so, a little bit yeah, earlier. World Economic Forum joking about, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, how they've got it all under lock. and The dupes. Uh, we've got her dad, and now we've got her daughter, you know, his daughter. Yeah, and uh, that's, her two daughters are growing into exactly like her mom, which is probably ran cover for her dad as a lawyer, you know. Who knows?
5: Earlier today um, that four years ago we were here, I think on the exact day maybe not. And uh there were seven people on the stage having a debate and boy has the world changed. <laughs> and I, I I'm just curious and I think people here would like to know um you went th- I mean obviously he's talking about the
2: pandemic and the deaths and all that high inflation um <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> peaceful protests burning cities why is that something for her to laugh at? That's oh, where I a lot of respect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know we've been through a lot.
1: All the people dying, the economy blowing up, and, and
2: it just everything. shows to me her <laughs> subservience to authority, which uh, he's in the role of her father, and oh yeah, looking at him right now as 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 uh, though he was her father.
1: He is acting like the boss, you know oh, yeah. how he's <laughs> sitting there. He can't help it, I guess.
2: Yeah, and making everybody listen to his anecdotal long-winded <laughs> bullshit nobody cares about what he's saying
5: True, a you know a pretty tough election um and all the stuff that's going on what's your thought process over the four years from four years ago because it's really it's it's really when you think about it it's crazy
3: yeah I, well been
7: <laughs> that's, a lot of- your,
1: that's how you sum it up because it's, it's crazy how's the four years from the past? The, how does the four years from the four years of the four years?
2: Yeah. And it goes back again to that, that story that uh, no agenda was talking about, about that priest in Germany saying how intelligent people can be very stupid. And this is, these are two very intelligent people in my book, but the fact that he can't process or isn't willing to process the last four years and anything other than the term crazy, And I'm sure he legitimately does that in private as well, (laughs) because these are just forward-moving people. They just move forward. Everything going forward,
1: progress and building bridges, (laughs) right? Bundling bridges, bundle, not building
5: them. It's it's really when you think about it, it's crazy.
3: Yeah. Well, there have been a lot of challenges. That's for sure. I don't think any of us could have ever contemplated the series of events that we would have to navigate.
2: Ooh, was that a little duper's delight? Did you catch that? <laughs> yeah, uh, a little bit. Go back,
5: yeah. Crazy.
3: Yeah. I, well, there have been a lot of challenges, that's for sure. I don't think any of us could have ever contemplated the series of events that we would have to navigate.
2: <laughs> no, they've never comp- contemplated <laughs> it at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I didn't contemplate Yeah, yeah
2: Bill constantly- Gates is <laughs> it. I yeah.
3: contemplate it all the time.
2: I mean, her heroes in science were literally predicting this. So, how yeah. could they have never contemplated it?
1: Yeah, that you know what that reminds me of is the con Condoleezza Rice. Like, and no one could have predicted that Osama bin Laden would ever do this. What was the name of that memo? I believe it was Osama bin Laden is determined to attack inside the United States. Like, Oh, and no, I, I don't, not, not you know, my hero didn't, he didn't say in 2017, I think Trump's going to face a surprise pandemic or something.
2: 1997, I, I, my parents got Time Magazine every week. They had subscriptions mm. for years and years and years. And always in the back, they had the best information. These Just these little blurbs. And even back then, they're talking about Osama bin Laden being a threat.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember the 98 interview ABC did, I think. Yeah. You know, it was like right after the bombing of the coal or one of those two. Oh, you yeah. Know, and they went out there and somehow got an interview with this guy, but couldn't have, you know, <laughs> gotten. Yeah. But yeah, it was a total setup, obviously.
2: But. And same, same with what you're saying. Nobody could have contemplated. Did, did you ever hear that Prince clip? Yeah, uh, the, the artist what? from when, when he was like in a live show before. Uh, uh, no. Can I bring it up? Yeah, Um, please.
1: I've only I've heard the Tavis Smiley one where he's talking chemtrails. But
2: have you ever heard prior to that, like the full context of that Tavis Smiley? Uh, he was talking about um, that comedian uh, Dick Gregory. Oh, amazing! um, You want to go check it out sometime?
1: Yeah, Yeah. I should. I actually saw Dick Gregory live at Central. What? Yeah, past. Yeah, yeah. He he started out, and the president of CMU is like, uh, and he. And he said he was made famous when he said that the CIA was selling crack to the black community. And I'm like, all right, yeah, Dick Gregory was the shit, dude. That guy told it like it is. And he, yeah, it was he was awesome. Wow,
2: who's that genius in program board that that made that
1: possible? I I know. Yeah, they had Colin Powell. Like the next year, I was like, I think it was for it might have been for Black History Month because they usually went all out with that, uh, like the keynote. Um. But that year, it was, you know, it was pretty badass.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm not going to... This this Prince clip's been buried. Oh, like, surprised me. Yeah. yeah, it was a video of him at a live concert the summer before, and he was just like, the bombs are coming. You know, World Trade is going to get bombed. You know, yeah. like in the middle of a, of a groove like a really Ooh. healthy groove.
1: Wow. Really?
2: Better like better get out. Better, yeah. Yeah. But he was read in too. All these people were read in. You know, he's. it's like the, the word gets around in these small circles. I guarantee it.
1: So how did, yeah. Was, was there any interpretation of what he was saying? Like, like why he was saying that or where it was coming from? Like, the,
2: I mean, my so, take on. Print little,
1: yeah.
2: Is that he made the deal early. You know, didn't know what he was doing and I think just tried to, to help out as much as he could. Yeah. You know, without being, uh, without getting himself killed outright, which I think eventually happened. Probably,
1: yeah. It's I you mean, know. I haven't looked too, too much into that, into his death, but.
2: Well, he died it... on a plane, mm. supposedly.
1: I was not aware of that.
2: Yeah fentanyl overdose
1: i i knew it was that i didn't know it was on a plane yeah that's
2: yeah. Wild. Like a little private plane huh yeah and i don't <laughs> what do they say about small aircrafts i yeah. mean i guess you
1: <laughs> that's yeah. not how you would expect it to go but
2: right i mean somebody could have slipped it to them to be honest you know mm-hmm. does not take a lot of fentanyl to kill you no um yeah let's uh duper's delight back here it's pretty pretty egregious as far as Duper's lights go, she had a, a guttural reaction to that one,
3: for sure. I don't think any of us could have ever contemplated <clears throat> the series of events that we would have to navigate. Um, I will say this: even on the hardest day, I still feel really lucky to be here. And there have been some heavy days, um, whether it was, you know, the outcome of that that tri- that infamous trial, or it was, what? Um, you
1: know, what that- <sighs> hold on, was that. When is this? Was this recent?
2: Yeah, June second.
1: Of course. So, infamous trial. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the kidnapper plot guys who got off because it was a total setup by the feds. (laughs) Um, hold on. So that one, (laughs) I thought she was talking about Amber Heard. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure she's talking about because she's talking about tough Tough events of her. And now, you know, you've just you've just gone through the worst pandemic in a century. And uh, your toughest one of your, the thing you bring up first is that political ploy that didn't work. Yeah, that was your toughest day. I mean, you I started
2: know, a new one like a day after this.
1: It wasn't when you realized after the fact, like, holy shit, I just sent a bunch of sick people in the nursing
2: homes or, or something like that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it made grave mistakes but i sure did a hoard all that one-time uh money yeah federal bucks i bundled it isn't a bundler like isn't that like a isn't that term in politics
1: like a negative connotation am i am i wrong in that
2: i don't know it, it, it,
1: you like bundle uh donations i'm pretty sure yeah yeah, yeah. I'll look that up real quick. so it's just like um a weird thing to use a, what is a bundler bundlers rank high in the power structure there of politics hot commodity so they have to find a way to bundle the legal amount of uh donation you can give not it's kind of it sounds very very shady so wow.
2: i'm wondering just... if the bridge bundler these <laughs> bridges to send us all from different places in life all to the same spot mm-hmm. you know like the one world clever one world religion. She's
1: building a bridge to the World Economic Forum, that's for sure.
2: Yeah.
3: To say I still feel really lucky to be here, and there have been some heavy days, um, whether it was you know the outcome of that that tri- that infamous trial, or it was that, that doesn't um, seem you know, very just.
1: Why is she? La- that's another duper's delight there. Like a heavy day, like when that psyop failed.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but she's she's so such a horrible joke teller that I feel like she can just run cover on being like, "Oh, I was just telling a bad, I was trying to tell a joke." Yeah, she didn't and give enough context. Said, yeah,
1: because yeah. she you you know wasn't very clear.
2: Like, oh yeah, she's not known for her context. No,
3: or <laughs> it was, um, you know, seeing just the the challenges around the pandemic and the incredible loss of life. Um
1: <laughs> yeah. there,
3: We've had the we've after, had a lot thrown at us, but I feel after. very fortunate to be here. I love
1: <laughs> what an afterthought. Yeah, Like you know where that it's infamous kind of trial lot. no one would catch on <laughs> to because no, one, like
2: what what trial? trial. Out, that's that's disgusting.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, "Oh, and all the bodies and the death and the oh, and that wasn't the heaviest day was all about you and right and you know I'm from Michigan. Did you know? <laughs> God, dude, this, this is state- not making me uh, it's not, She's not endearing herself to me
2: Well, good, man, because you, you delivered me You put a polis right on my ass <laughs> so it's It was up mine, too, man it was, yeah.
3: I really, um, you know, think we've got something special And it's an honor to be the leader Even with all the heat that comes my way um every day i there's inspiration and some days you gotta be a little more intentional to see the inspiration but every day there are good people in our state who are working hard showing up doing what they need to do to take care of other people or solving problems and that gives me a, a lot of uh inspiration every that's, day that's
2: that's great and I you know the where are these people showing up that's what i want to know <laughs> where <laughs> just her office gretchen I mean,
1: what's she what's her you mean what's her day-to-day look like
2: well no i mean she I was talking about you know, she's always putting, like, the workers on the on the front line. But as far as I know, like, yeah. As far as I know, like, every job's the same. I mean, you don't show up to work, you know, making differences in people's lives. And most people show up to work, like, dealing with the differences in each other's lives. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, no, nobody's showing up to work like this. Like, the, this rainbow unicorn thing of... of teams and team leadership it's all sell books it's it's not
1: yeah it's it's, to, it, it's just a virtue signal to the you know uh, you know the front line workers the working class the yeah. the guys getting getting your milk delivered and the cows and the milking and stocking the
2: mill the shelves yep.
1: stocking the shelves driving the not the well not the I mean uh, the the driving the trains you yeah. know uh yeah it's it's cheap it's all it's just like a like a uh not a performance like a ritual they have to do you know
5: because yeah that's their image the the greatest um like i said as i repeat it i've known you a long time the great line that i hear from people talking about you is that you have backbone and given all the stuff that's gone on in the last four years your backbone has shown and i think we as citizens of Michigan, appreciate that
8: uh, thank you. Thank
5: you. a little sexual innuendo
2: yeah let me tamper
5: one that applause question, because everybody wants to go see the wow. republic one more question
1: <laughs> yeah what yeah was it three quite i got three questions yeah. and uh then for we'll the go- governor
2: the great leader with backbone <laughs> that's all you can well, he, know, he known her for so long. He knows everything about her at this point. He's probably the worst person they could have chosen to interview her. And he seems like a mob boss, by the way. He's got that mob boss.
5: So. Uh, yeah. Our question, because everybody wants to go see the Republicans debate to see who's going to lose to the governor. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 But, you know, when you think about, uh, the four years that you've been or almost four years that you've been in office what are you most proud of
3: you know we've got a lot of great stuff done we really have you know I talk about the 800th bipartisan bill everything significant that's happened we've really taken um, these steps together I think about the four. Forward-
2: wait okay her, her her dose just kicked in there did you hear that <laughs> the 800. 800- Bipartisan bill, yeah. What is what metric
1: are you measuring? What what does that mean? Like you had at least, let me guess, it's at least one Republican voted for them, or
2: <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Eight hundred of them, too? No, I think he's just. I think that's the title of it. Yeah. no context with this. No bill. right, yeah. Oh, that's that a big woman with no context. It's a big number.
3: We've got a lot of great stuff done. We really have, you know. I talk about the eight hundredth bipartisan bill. Everything significant that's happened. We've really taken um, these steps together. I think about the Ford announcement earlier today, the General Motors announcement, the historic investments in education to wrap our kids with the support now more than ever is so wrap crucial em. as we want to get our kids track. We've uh, grown the ranks of who has, um, who's on Healthy Michigan. We have a million people now. We've added 250,000 people just in the last few years, and that was a bipartisan. What
2: is that? app that that tracks your lifestyle oh it so discounts on insurance
1: oh cool so we got a nice data mining operation going good yeah right i believe it's tied in with blue cross blue shield
2: oh
1: well that would that would make sense
3: there's an effort led by my predecessor i mean the we've made a lot of wonderful strides that that skills gap that we are closing i wanted to share that number because we were at forty-five percent when I took office, and despite all the challenges of a pandemic and that that we've been confronting, we've almost gotten to fifty percent already.
7: For what? Didn't think- of what? If we were at
1: forty-five percent. Now we're at fifty percent. For what? For what? Because uh, like skill- the, she said, skills gap. Yeah. What? we have. It's a bigger have, gap. Uh, <laughs> we had forty-five skills. Now we have fifty. Now we have. <laughs> the gap has gone from a 45 percent captive yeah that's a great yeah you could look at it the inverse like the uh, gap
2: was at 45 we're already up to 50. maybe she's looking at it at the inverse which is <sighs> we'd have to look deeper into her then no so you know, know you got
1: she reduces gaps by building bridges there you go yeah. if we
3: could get there that fast we we knew it was possible but we weren't confident that it would 100 percent happen right the fact that we did it with all these additional challenges is really pretty incredible.
2: Which additional challenges? You yeah. talk about the pandemic, and that's one. Sheesh.
3: Incredible. So, what
1: um, is? In, what did you do again? What What was done? <laughs> Many <laughs> great things. It was incredible. The 800th bipartisan bill that reduced yeah. the gap of the 45 to 50.
2: Yeah, we really have. We really have. <laughs>
3: God you know, I've never wanted to care about credit. I just want to get things done. And, you know, the oh, legislature, sure. we've had our differences, but
2: that's our campaign slogan too, by the way, get what? things done. done.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: We found common ground on some really important things. And what? in this role, <laughs> I remember Governor Snyder used to say, uh, relentless positive action, RPA, he'd say it over and over again. And I think, you know, some of us kind of are like, "RPA," you know, he'd say it so often, but it actually, Hold was on a always... second. Yeah,
1: why does she keep referencing the former go- the governor? Wasn't that the guy that her attorney general just fucking indicted?
2: did, like, did she just indict him,
1: I, or she, she was trying to go after him for the Flint water crisis? I remember, like, personally.
2: Oh, they were they were on. Under... Seemed like an
1: embarrassment ritual because you know it's just it yeah. bullshit. He's not going to do anything.
2: Well, like, we we'll see. But from what I remember is that her. Her whole thing, um, talking about Nestle, the AG, Mm -hmm. is that they were already under investigation when she took office, and then she dropped it. Oh. And then her excuse was to reform the investigation so that it's more effective. (laughs) <laughs> Which she didn't trust and then uh, that's all I've heard I didn't realize that they've even reopened any investigation I
1: just I thought I, I mean it was a news blurb for a quick second again going back to all the things that happened. Yeah, but I just very strange she's bringing up Rick Snyder twice when you know she wasn't she running to make things better than the guy that was just in office for eight years and now she's she's referencing him like Like he's a, he's, he's my, like my uncle, my uncle, Rick. He is really the Republican. What, what are you talking about? What about, what about running on your, your own (laughs) four years in office? What are you talking about?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were criminally charged Uh like a year and a half ago. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: That long ago now.
2: Yeah. But I think that she's just, I think she's put too much stuff in her hard drive and she's now she's, you know, <laughs> she, she needs to like defrag or like <laughs> clear up some space because she's getting things cross, crisscrossed.
1: Like Did she, you say she, that uh, Gretchen is stretching at this point or was that,
2: that? I t- thought I was stretching. stretching <laughs> an episode, but apparently not.
1: <laughs> I just had to, I had to do it. <laughs>
2: But just listen to her she sounds like a defragged robot a little bit
1: it's very really much so.
3: important things And
7: de-fragged. in
3: this role i remember governor snyder used to say uh relentless positive action rpa he'd say it over and over again and i think you know some of us kind of are like "RPA," you know he'd say it so often but it actually it's really smart it's, <laughs> it's about staying
2: and there's those obama hands again yeah see that
1: it's about s- staying right. the course with Rick Snyder, he's now he's running with me, the nerd. He's kind of and I, that guy, that old guy. You know, he always used to say, "We got to make America great again." I didn't know what he meant, but now I see. We need to do. We
3: need to do the MAGA. Yeah. RP, you know, he'd say it so often, but it actually, it's really smart. It's it's about staying at it and staying positive and moving forward. And I think that's something to, um, you know, to center the work that we all do. I, I don't know that I'll grab onto the same phrase, but the philosophy I think is really important in, in leadership and the public sector and the private sector. And so long as we keep making space for others to be a part of, of solving problems and to empower voices that maybe traditionally have not been there, um, we're going to end up with a better result for everybody.
5: That's great. And uh, and we appreciate your service. Uh, it's been a <laughs> thank tough you for your four service. years, but, you know, you uh, you battle it out. You're a battler. I know you. And we appreciate uh, your service <laughs> a, a battler and your time. And a and so let's thank the governor. Yeah, thank you. Wow.
2: Worst interview ever. That's the most
5: sad. That's sad.
2: Dude. They got four water bottles up there, like an <laughs> hour.
1: Yeah. Hey, by the way, I knew you as a daughter when you were a little baby, and uh, I'm the boss. Uh, shut up. Bye.
2: We'll save them for Pete. <laughs> all right. So that's all I got, man. That's all I got. Yeah, Gretchen, uh,
1: she's. She yeah she needs to be uh, she needs to be cleaned up in, in that brain of hers. It's
2: yeah she was doing good for a while. You know she got she got cleaned up quite a bit. You know through the pandemic and then I don't know something just happened. Something just happened. Yeah, I think
1: her somebody one of her advisors was like, you got to you got to fade to the background now, and then you got to start bring up the Republicans and uh you know you gotta bipartisan i you know i've walked the i've walked a tight rope a yeah. line i've you know and i increased the decrease, i decreased the increase or the, the uh, we built that we bundled the I'm a bridge bundler and yeah. I'm a walker <laughs> and i i do the bridge walk every year you know i'm from pure bridge I'm pure rock. Michigan I'm pure Michigan oh yeah and do the bridge walk. Uh, we 've now bundled the Mackinac Bridge and we've sold it to Klaus he gave us a good deal he said get rid of that oil pipeline you don't need to worry about that right. uh, we'll uh right we'll uh we'll close that down and uh you know you'll yeah you, you, you'll own nothing but uh, you'll be a member
2: main <sighs> so man I don't know maybe she was just brought in we'll see we'll see I thought it was a a sly move for the world economic forum to hold that at the same time that the the republican candidates were debating for (laughs) no
1: kidding they have a tendency of doing that really um well yeah i mean you had you had the shootings during the the davos meeting recently like i think yeah yeah, both i think almost both of them pretty much and then you got and then they, they just snuck in bilderberg in dc did you see that yeah Like out of out of nowhere, just just for fun. Wow! You know they they know how to time it. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is fun. I uh, I've learned more about this lady as uh, in terms of her personality and or lack thereof, and jeez, yeah, uh, yeah, the Obama the. uh, like she has a charm to her. She's not I mean there are less charming politicians for sure. Um she's just flat. Like she has <clears throat> she's just saying the lines, doing the doing the doing the stuff, yeah.
2: Right. Sorry. Oh, no, you did. Yeah. I I agree with you. Um there's I mean I don't think she's a bad person. Um You know, overall, I think she's probably. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough to say because you know what chance did she have really? You know, her father was CEO, largest medical insurance company. You know, is that is that countrywide? Blue Cross. I don't. I don't think it is. I
1: don't think it is.
2: Still, they got the lock on Michigan. I mean, you know, you got Blue Cross Blue Shield. You know, surgeons' eyes light up. You know what I mean? (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's the good stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes out. We got we got some waiting and watching to do with these these governor races.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we'll touch base uh again before you know maybe before the fall or after the election we'll <laughs> We'll see. Hopefully, we'll we'll be talking about new governors. But either way, we got we got more content.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm excited uh, for the next show. We'll figure out what we're doing. But uh, until then, take care. All right. Thanks for walking this bridge with me. <laughs>